Welcome to podcast number 12, 60 year celebration of conversation with Phil Trowbridge of Trowbridge Farms. I'm Blake Long. I'm Gage Long and you're, you're listening to This Business of Beef with our dad Rance Long and Jeff Stansberry. Sponsored by BenOnTheBlock.com where we are your online marketplace for timed online auctions, proxy bidding, providing sale video production, and now real-time broadcasting and bidding at your livestock auction. Hello, folks, and welcome back to this Business of Beef with Rance and Jeff. It is great to have you with us. Happy September to you. One of my favorite times of the year. State fair season's in full swing. The fall sale season is kicking off, and it's time to uh, reap the harvest for those spring calves and calf crops, and it's an exciting year. And uh, we are happy to have you with us. Hey, if you would please like us on uh, Facebook. You can always visit us at uh, bidontheblock.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at bidontheblock.com at gmail.com. So we are delighted to have you here with us. And, uh, you know, our This Business of Beat podcast is now available on several different outlets, those being iTunes, also on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And in most cases, we also post these up on Facebook. If you'd like to access them there off of our page, you can do that as well. So, Rance, here we are again. Well, Jeff, uh, sales season's on us again. I know it's always an exciting time for both of us to hit the road, and it'll be nonstop for the next, about the next three months. We're going to be on the road traveling, get to see a lot of good cattle, and most importantly, get to be around an awful lot of great people. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year, Rents. Uh, you know, this, this is harvest time for a lot of people in the cattle business uh, from uh, spring calving season getting ready to go into uh, just coming out of the tail end of uh, state fair uh, show season and that sort of thing and uh, lots of junior shows around. So it's always one of my favorite times of year coming into the fall. Yes, uh, I know uh, what's got me the most excited about going to this fall sale season is the enthusiasm that's out there. I know that there's a lot of really good fellow cattlemen in the southern southern plains down into texas and of course down into florida they're dealing with mother nature but uh those are all things that i know their fellow cattlemen around the country are sure sure have them in their thoughts and prayers yeah our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the people who have had to deal with uh, everything going on with uh, harvey i know it's affected a lot of people down in uh, south texas and uh, and louisiana but uh, thank goodness uh, the American people are resilient and they come back uh, fighting and uh, we just wish them the best. That's pretty awesome to see cattlemen coming together, whether it be from the fires this summer out in, in Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado, to the, the storms down in Texas and now Florida. It's pretty neat to see everybody coming together throughout the country and sure don't want to forget all those um, great programs up and ranchers up in montana that are dealing with the fires up there uh, right now so quite a deal going on right now but we need on a positive note i am excited to get started with the fall sale season of course i'm in california uh, starting some bull sales out here and then we move into some really big female sales later on here in september it's going to be an exciting run jeff you bet 
And uh, speaking of sales, you know you have a sale coming up with the Trove Bridge family here in a couple of weeks. And they're celebrating uh, 60 years, 60-year anniversary of being in the Angus business. So uh, we're excited to get uh, Phil Trowbridge on the podcast and talk to him and, and learn more just about the heritage of the Trowbridge program. You bet, Jeff. I had the opportunity this year to work with some people that are having their very first sale. The people that have been doing this, as you said, um, like the Trowbridge family celebrating their 60th uh, anniversary in the business. And it's sure uh, for people in our position, it's pretty neat to get to work with uh, family-oriented programs that um, that make their living in agriculture. And I sure have a ton of respect for programs like that. Welcome, Phil. Uh, glad to have you on this podcast uh, to visit with us a little bit about uh, the sale we're going to have, uh, your 60th anniversary sale at Trowbridge Farms. Uh, of course, we'll be there on Saturday, uh, September 16th at noon. Going to have a great offer in the cattle. Why don't you tell us a little bit about about your program, about the way the family's involved in Trowbridge Farms, and of course, then go in and talk a little bit about the sale offering for us. I always appreciate talking to you. 2017 has been quite the year for your family. I know that it's a, a 60 year celebration for uh, for the Trowbridge family as far as the uh, as the cattle operation is concerned. But uh, you guys have had some anniversaries that you've celebrated uh, all more so on the family side, not just on the farm side. Yeah, we've, we've been lucky. It goes back 60 years in the Angus business. And then my oldest brother, he's married 50 years this year um, and still lives on the family farm at home. And my wife, Annie, and I have been married 40 years this year, um, which doesn't seem possible, but it sure sure has been fun 40 years. I know that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, uh, uh, take us back now a little bit when this uh, Angus journey started for, for your family and and what prompted them to, to select uh, uh, Angus cattle when they got started. How many cows did they start out with and that sort of thing? We were really very typical to a lot of places. It started out as um, a 4-H project for my oldest brother, my grandpa, and my dad. Um, so they actually bought the first cattle in 1955. Um, Angus was, I don't think any other breed was actually considered in our household. Mm. And I'm not, I can't tell you why, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just never was uh never was thought about. Um, but then we registered our first calves in 1957, which is um, 60 years ago this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're from a small family farm. Um, there's nine of us kids, and um, we always had, we, we would have only had 15 to 20 mother cows when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was always there to keep us busy and keep us out of trouble mostly because nine kids could get in a lot of trouble. I <laughs> Two cows for each kid. Is that the formula to keep, uh, to keep all the kids out of trouble? Yeah. And it was mostly for the boys. The girls were actually pretty good. So sometimes it took four cows per boy. So. Uh, I see. I see. Well, take us through, 
that journey from that point in uh, in 57 when those first cattle were registered and, and bring us on up through the years and give us some highlights that come to your mind, some memorable moments for you and your family. You know, we were always very fortunate from that side that uh, there was a, a lot of memories made with those cattle shown at the county fairs and the state fair. Um, you know, me personally, I started showing cattle when I was probably six or seven years old. And um, this would be the first year that I missed our New York State Fair since um, 1967, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was, you know, the, the big thing we had in our house was in the cattle business was we were really service oriented. And I can remember actually for me personally, I sold my first bull when I was 12 years old to a guy that owned the Buffalo Sabres at that point. The and Buffalo it, Sabres, huh? Yeah. I, I thought I was a special guy. <laughs> so, sold my first bull. My daddy let me do it kind of on my own, you know, and um, that was always one of my fondest memories and part of what drives me today because in even in a small way I saw what we were able to help this guy out with by giving him some decent genetics and changing things for him um, and even as a 12 or 13 or a 14 year old I witnessed that and just saw what was capable of, of happening so um, but I have you know, I have brothers, my brother Peter, he judged at Chicago International in some of the waning years there and actually was the uh, high sheep judging person there um, in, the, in the 70s, and um, which made him pretty special. Uh, the rest of us couldn't talk near as well as he could, so he, he beat us around pretty good at livestock judging. I see. Uh, but um, no, we the Angus cow was was always um, a unique beast for us because they had to be pretty tough. You know, a lot of people don't realize where where I was raised, um, our annual snowfall would be in the 180 inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you needed to be a pretty pretty thrifty beast to handle living in the buffalo area phil as you know there's always new people getting into the program of course everybody's not in the business for 60 years but we have new people getting in all the time and and of course we always are glad to see new breeders getting into the angus business for those new breeders out there give us a little insight as to how you started your marketing program when you first started in the angus business i get several calls throughout the year from young angus programs looking for how to build their marketing uh, avenues and let's give those uh, those young programs out there a little bit of insight into how an established program like you first got started we, we were never big enough to really have our our own sale um, but we did merchandise cattle almost every year through the New York Angus Association, through that state sale. Um, and we sold quite a few cattle privately. Uh, you know, our big thing was we were really focused on quality and 
because it was just a family operation. My dad had two jobs off the farm, and um, the oldest boy at home always ran the farm. So uh, it was really a mentoring, teaching farm as much as anything. Uh, but our, our Angus cattle were a pretty easily marketed privately, and that was that was a big thing for us. That was where the majority of them sold. So when uh, and take us on up through college, I know that you went to college on a uh, on a wrestling scholarship. Is that right? Yep. And um, when I when I wrestled in college, and then um, I really enjoyed that. But then that was the first time I got real serious about livestock judging. And I was very fortunate to, uh, we judged in Peoria, Illinois that year. And we did, our livestock team did very well. Um, it was a junior college. Um, so we were judging at those, in those contests. Um, but that was kind of when I hit my stride, I think. You know, I always loved the cattle. But I really decided at that point to, just put my shoulder to it and kind of get after it. And, you know, I first, when I graduated from college, I worked for um, a guy by the name of Jerry Brody who owned Gallagher's Angus. And, um, you know, I, I was very fortunate. He let a young man do a lot of different things. And at that time we were showing a lot of cattle and, uh, you know, I won Denver in 1976 and 1977 both. Um, and I was 20, 21 years old at that time. Um, and then we went on to, to win a lot of shows and we were very competitive. And, um, as I matured into it, um, it fell back to some of my roots, marketing bulls. I could see what I could do. And, and, um, so then I realized to really be able to market bulls, you had to have those great females and, that was kind of what we concentrated on. We've got to the point where uh, what we thought were great females really were because they could produce herd bulls. And now we've been able to get big enough that we can market some of those females every year. And that's, uh, that's helped us a lot for our longevity of the program. And, and our son and daughter and grandchildren are all wanting to get into business. So it, it's driven me a little harder to, uh, to work a little more, trying to make it all happen. And, um, they've been great help to me, uh, getting it all done. So, and as we prepare for our sale in 10 days from now on the 16th, um, it's pretty neat to have family around to help us mm. be able to this already. Phil, I know one thing that you and I have always visited about through the years is the importance of these good cow families. And you've done as good a job as anybody incorporating some of the breed's top cow families into the Trowbridge program. Tell us a little bit about your philosophy and putting those cow families together and building your program around cow families that are proven. Uh, the female side for me is a no-brainer. Um, they make you look pretty smart, but you have to be smart enough to really have significant, important females that are, you know, in the horse business, we call them blue hands. Um, those cows that are just unique 
in their production records. And, you know, when I talk about production records, I'm talking about longevity, weaning, breeding, you know, being able to outproduce themselves. Um, it's not quite as simple as just all records. Mm -hmm. I think we, we have to have the records, but um, those cows that can outproduce themselves are, are the ones. And then you'll notice a lot of our cow families have one or two or more sons in major AI studs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those cows is what made the bulls. There's no question about it. And, and we have emphasized it. We, you know, it's, it's probably been 40 years ago now where we went back and we actually took bloodlines way back in the pedigree. And we went back to, uh, started renaming those cows to their original cow family names. And I think you'll see that as you study our our catalog. So with that in, in mind now, and let, let's talk about what's coming up here. And I think that your, your 60th anniversary celebration sale is coming up on the, let's see, I have the catalog right here in front of me. It's on the 16th. At the right. farm, and uh, you know the 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 catalog. When when I look through it, looks like the the who's who of of Angus genetics, and and you need to be congratulated just on on the work and the study that everything has gone in to to bringing you guys to the point where you are now. We're we're pretty excited about it. I think that as I look through the book, you know. Uh, there's some cows you don't want to sell. I mean, quite a few of them. And that's, I think that's when you know you're doing a good job is when you look around and say, man, I'd just like to be able to have her for one more year. <laughs> and I'm talking about two-year-old cows, you know. I mean, the, the, the guts of our program. And I believe you can see generation after generation where they've improved. And... Um, but the sale itself, we really kind of dug in this year, being our 60th anniversary. We uh, we stepped out and probably let some females go that that uh, we didn't want to. But we know when when they get out in our customers' hands, they'll they'll be pretty proud of them like we are. Well, I I, I can't tell you how much that you know that i i appreciate you of course you you have been highly involved in the uh in, in the angus business i i think you've been president of the american angus association you've been an ambassador for the angus breed you've been an ambassador for the agriculture industry and the beef cattle industry in general and uh i consider you a uh, a very close friend uh, you've always been very good to me, and and one of the things that I I have to I have to compliment you on is that um, you know when when I see you that you're always one of those people who who is willing to to spend some time talking to that new person, getting to know that new person, and and not just making a pitch for. Phil Trowbridge and Trowbridge Farms, but for to find out about uh, the new people and, and what they're doing and how that you can service them, whether you ever sell them anything or not down the road. And I think you need to be complimented on that. 
Well, thank you. And, and we try pretty hard for that. And I think that if you can help those new people, whether you sell them or anything, anything or not, the longevity of the industry is just so much better. It makes for a healthy agriculture, a healthy cattle business. So, but thank you for the compliment. Sure. Well, good luck on the sale. And uh, we look forward to having you back on this business of beef soon. All right. Well, we're looking forward to being with you out there on Saturday, the 16th, Phil. It's going to be an exciting event. Uh, I just went through the cattle the other day, and I think the sale offerings as deep as it's ever been. A bunch of really, really neat females on the front end of this sale. It'll make tops of the donors in any program. And I think uh, people are, will agree when they go through the cows, there's a tremendous amount of just good, hardworking, productive cows that will be selling. So I'm excited to be with you. Looks like the toughest thing about that sale, Rance, is going to be getting your list down of the ones that you uh, want because there looks like there are going to be plenty of them to choose from for sure. You bet. There's going to be a lot of good cattle selling for sure. Yeah. So tell us what you got going on here over the next few weeks. You, you're a pretty busy man. Well, Jeff, my schedule is pretty packed through the month of September. I start in California uh, with a bull sale, the Mid Valley bull sale, and then uh, come back out here in a week for the Tehama Angus Ranch bull sale, and then have that red eye flight all the way across the country to get to Phil's sale for the 60th anniversary of the Trowbridge program. Then uh, two days later, be in Oklahoma for a really historic event. The A-Cross Ranch will be dispersing, and that's a powerful set of Angus females. And then on Thursday the 21st will be a day that I guess the day I've been looking forward to for the last two or three months putting the sale together, but uh, we sure hate to lose a good breeder like uh, Bill Warner and the Warner Angus program. That'll be a historic day in Illinois as well. Sell a tremendous set of females. Bill's also selling the land and all the equipment the two days prior to the, the cow sale. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that sale's over with, I'll be heading right down to Kentucky for the Boyd Beef Cattle annual female sale. Just went through those females the other day down there when I was at the Hereford sale. And, wow, their Angus offering down there is top-notch all the way. Powerful set of females uh, from some of the great cow families that Charlie and his family have put together will be well represented. And then I'll end the month and uh, on the 30th down in West Virginia. I'll be with you at West Virginia for the Hammock Ridge uh, inaugural female sale. That's one of those events I mentioned a little bit ago. Of course, this year doing the first time sale for for Hammock Ridge and then the 60th anniversary for Trowbridge Farms. It's pretty neat to see programs just getting started in the business, and those are well-established. Getting both ends of the spectrum there as you were going through your schedule for this month, it reminds me of a line in the uh, Leroy Van Dyke's auctioneer song, had to buy a plane just to get around. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's going to be a fun run, and we'll get into October. have another bunch of really good sales happening all on into November. I know you and I will be getting together with some more of these podcasts coming up, and I think we really need to visit with people about and maybe one of these upcoming podcasts. Let's talk about how new breeders out there select females to to fit their needs and to build their program around. I think I, I get a lot of phone calls with – the various sales happening, whether breeders are looking to buy 
cows to just to make uh, good productive cows out in their pasture if they're looking for donor cows or looking for show heifers there's a lot of different angles out there and we ought to get together sometime and visit about that i think that'd be great of course uh, things uh, september is always if you're in the auction business livestock auction business things kind of kick off and and for me that will start next week now i won't be going as many places as you but i'll be busy for a while we'll be at, at keeneland at the uh, yearling thoroughbred sale starting next week and that'll go all the way through the 23rd and then uh, i'll get to see you at the end of the month so it's an exciting time of the year if you're in our business you bet and if there's anything that i can do to help anybody out there that's listening feel free to give me a call uh, you can reach me at 918-510-3464 or you can drop me an email at rlong at ranslong.com and uh, if you'd like to call me, you could do so at 615-479-1852 or send me an email at stansberryjeff at yahoo.com. And of course, you can visit the website at bidontheblock.com as well. And uh, with that said, folks, we appreciate you listening in, and we will see you next time on This Business of Beef. This Business of Beef is sponsored by BidOnTheBlock.com, your online marketplace.